If you're just joining us, welcome to the Story X Story end of year live stream chat. Story X Story is the podcast where we discuss stories across pop culture and we've been chatting with my Madder team and past podcast guests to wrap up the year with this live stream special. I'm the podcast co-host, Tazzy, and this is our last segment of the day. I'll be talking video games with the final panel of the day. I'm here with Troy, a member of the UK gaming platform, Streamcast. Hey everyone, hope you're doing good. It's been a long day, I hope you're still enjoying the podcast. And Quang, finder of founder of Indie <laughs> Studio uh, at Zobitech. How are you? Hey there, how are you guys doing? Good to see you. Hello. So first of all, obviously it's 2020. Just want to check in, yeah. make sure everyone's doing okay. How you been? Surviving, I think is the best word and the best <laughs> word for this whole year. Generally, obviously up and down, but today's been all right. Yeah, I had a pretty okay rest day because it's been quite manic the last couple of weeks. So yeah, all good for me. I have to say 2020 for me has been about adaptability, I guess. I think mm. that's, that's the word making the most of what we have. Um, but yeah, we're surviving, I guess, is also <laughs> surviving and adaptability. Definitely. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you are surviving and, and hanging in there uh, for 2020, <laughs> the year that should be forgotten. <laughs> so uh, let's dive into some questions. So first off, like, what has been everyone's top three stories uh, across video games or you can throw in some other stories there if you want uh, of the year and why i think for me uh there was a moment where in last of us there was a huge backlash with abby the character abby being quite a buff woman and i thought this was wonderful and as a response to it twitter and social media started posting tons of pictures of buff women and it was just incredible to mm. see the support for different body shapes different body sizes and, and it's just wonderful to see this and it just really goes to show there's definitely a an audience for not the norms, as it were, in video games. Everybody out there is different. So it's great to see different people represented in the video games. So that was just wonderful to see. Definitely. Uh, just how important representation is in video games. Just the fact that people are like, people don't look like that. And you're like, yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Um, and it's like, yeah, the more we see this, the more, the more, you know, the quote unquote norms are challenged, yeah. uh, the more people will be able to see themselves and see other people they might not necessarily uh, see represented in video games. Definitely. Great. Troy? Article wise, I was actually, I was reading one today. I don't think it's the best story, but I think it was needed. So it was someone's response, a woman's response to kind of the backlash that women are facing in gaming. I think sometimes these stories need to come out to make us aware of what's happening because you might not necessarily be in those circles. So you might not know what's happening. Um, and it's so this whole gaming thing where we want the most honest reviews, right? We, when someone's reviewing the game or whatever, we want them to be 100% honest to their opinion. Some people are obviously upset with Cyberpunk for many, many reasons, I'm assuming. So they didn't go into the reasons as to why some of these, these women um, made their comments about it. But I'm assuming bugs as well, probably some stuff around representation. Um, but they've been getting a lot of threats and harassment because of it. And it was just the article was just explaining the kind of, I guess, toxic nature of gaming and explaining the things we can do to kind of, well, obviously there's reporting and how that works, but sticking together and just kind of building a community where we say we don't stand for it. I think that's quite important. And I think what I've seen on Twitter is, it's kind of people defending each other now and just make, and just letting other people know that 
you know what? We know what the industry was like, especially for a lot of us growing up. But it's enough enough for adults. A lot of us are adults now from that industry that that we 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 came in. That's quite toxic. And you know, as a community, we all love games. We all love to see ourselves represented, and even other people represented. Because sometimes you can't, depending on where you are in the world, you might not be able to travel. You might not be able to hear other stories, and game allows that. So we should be able to do that and accept that freely. But obviously, there's some people who don't like that. But the more the community grows and knows there's, there's a growing strength. And all of us mm. kind of coming together and defending that. And I quite, even though it was it was a negative story towards the harassment, I kind of like the spin of these are things we can actually do. And kind of, and I've seen things happening that communities are doing. Yeah. And like have that that idea that, you know, if you might, we're not going to enjoy every story. And if, <laughs> yeah. if we don't, then then it can just be like, okay, this is, this is not for me. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. If you don't enjoy something, you can just, you can just leave it to the side. That's fine. You it's know? not for you. Yeah, no one. It's not like it's not like your your parents forcing you to eat your vegetables. No, this is this is the optional. You can't. You can if you don't like the peas, you can push them aside. It's fine. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely really important. Is there any um, sort of like uh, games that you've played through and had stories from those? So I haven't played through many this year on this year's games, but obviously I watch our streams a lot. And one of the striking ones, and I had I'd done a bit of research into his Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like, so it wasn't so much a story, but it's, the, it's how they spun the historical context. So that beginning bit did happen, you know, the, the I think they're Mongols. I can't remember the, the name. But they did cross over and did raid a village and kill the village, the people on the way to Japan. But that's when they kind of stopped and built up this character gym. Um, whereas in real life, the, what stopped them was kind of tidal waves. They tried to evade Japan twice. Two times they did it, tied the ways happened and actually stopped them. That's kind of where their their stories of invasion starts and stops. They were like, oh, Japan's are guarded by the gods. Clearly we can't go there, so we're not even going to try and conquer them. But it's the way they, they kind of use that tone, and use that village to kind of build up a new narrative. I thought it was quite interesting because, it's it, in my opinion, it's respectful because it's you can say it's a, it's a definite retelling. Because you can't really build a game where they've come, they've gone this far and then you can't really be a title away. I mean, you could in gaming world, but I'm not sure how well that would go down. Um, but they've kind of built this character and then challenged this character because the reason why a lot of the samurais died was because of the new tech that was being used and the way they fought. So they come out and they say, this is who I am and we're going to fight one-on-one. Whereas as invaders, you don't play by those rules. So they were setting people on fire, they were throwing bombs and that using weapons that they hadn't seen before. And it's kind of like Jin's realization that I have a code as a samurai, but to defend the people, to, to keep myself alive and to drive these people out, how badly do I need to stick to that code? And what's more important, my kind of the code that I've grown up with, all the lives of others, and him kind of battling with those choices and the people around him as well who are quite traditionalists. And that's kind of like, kind of a bit where we are as people as well, kind of like, we know how we've been brought up and we know kind of how society looks at different things, but there's always there's also that other side of for me, what's right and what's wrong. And if something doesn't seem right, do I really need to stick to those codes that I've brought up with? Like are they really that strict? And is that really the most important thing? I think just about just telling those that story within something that actually has um historical context was quite interesting for me. Mm. I do love when just stories in general pull yeah. from like historic events that have happened mm-hmm. or or historic traditions or anything and then create a fictional 
environment or story yeah. based around real world events because I think just and that's like like I think the 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 best point of storytelling for me because then you get like a nice balance of realism and mm-hmm. fiction right and where you can really draw draw like lessons to be learned uh, any other stories uh, from you Huang so recently I've started streaming um because of um, lockdown obviously mm-hmm. and one of the things we've been doing is, is gaming with our community and we've been playing Among Us because that's one of the hot games at the moment. And I found out that Among Us was made back in 2018, which I found mm. was baffling. The fact yes. that this right? game was yeah. been sitting <laughs> yeah. in limbo for since 2018, not really doing much with it. And then some, I, I believe some streamers picked it up and it just caught on like wildfire and like everyone was playing it. And it's a great game to play with the community. Uh, yeah. And I just find it fascinating that it took them took two years for it to be picked up, and it, it kind of just makes me think of you know, imagine just releasing your game in twenty eighteen, and then not many people playing it. Says it's not very well. We should probably give up on this. And then two years later, everyone's playing it. Yeah, yeah. So much so that they uh, decided to not work on Among Us Two, <laughs> uh, and just work on adding maps to this this version of it, which I think is. Awesome, which kind of brings me on to another question. And um, because Among Us did win two or I know it was definitely one best mobile, I know that best mobile, and I think I'm best community game, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, so it, it is there any feedback on the video game award winners? I just want to start by saying, like, I am so happy that Among Us won those awards because, because of the fact that it was from 2018 and it's so wholesome and why they started that game and it's been such an important game in 2020 because it is so easy to pick up i have seen everyone and their mums playing it (laughs) and i think that is a magical video game to be able to like just be so simple but enough to it for like just anyone to pick up very easy like simple no no complex controls no complex theme like just jump on you're good to go everyone can get involved you don't have to be a pro but yeah so uh, any any feedback of of the winners from from the awards so as far as i understand it, i didn't watch the awards um but as i understand it last of us two won a lot of awards mm-hmm. and i think quite rightly so what i know of the game they've put a crazy amount of work on it they turned tropes upside the heads on their heads mm-hmm. There was a big thing I saw about the rope physics uh, and putting the rope and how amazing that was. Again, we talked about Abby earlier. Uh, it's great to have Abby as a character. And it's just, yeah, I think they did a great job there. Mm-hmm. One of the awards they won, I believe, uh, was the Accessibility Award. And I have to say, like, I, so I've just started playing it. And one of the things I went into is uh, settings because, like, I have dyslexia and texting games can be like, nightmare um so i went in went into the settings for that and just noticed how many options they have for so many different things i would have even thought about uh, because they don't affect me and i was like i'm very impressed even down to uh difficulty settings and which is something i've been made aware of recently with different barriers that people have with puzzles or difficulty in games due to due to like uh, mental boundaries that they have for like many different reasons and this allowed you to tweak the difficulty in so many different places ah. that you can have the game challenging where you, you your cognitive ability is strong and 
less challenging in places where you might, for whatever reason, uh, have difficulties in. And I was like, wow, can every um, game do this? <laughs> so I, I watched a video on my, um, by Game Makers Toolkit, which is a YouTube channel. Yeah. And he talked about accessibility mm-hmm. on this game. And there's a, a blind Let's Player. And the accessibility level uh, options in Lost of Us 2 are so great that he could play through the whole game blind. Wow. It's incredible. Oh. It's incredible. Wow. That, that is impressive. I think, I think mm-hmm. games definitely have a lot to learn um, from this because like just people being able to enjoy games i was probably impressed with just like the mechanics of the game as well just wow actually blown away yeah what about you troy is there anything that you picked up on any news that came out of the game awards not as much i think most of it was as expected i would i was hoping among us won one and four guys won the other <laughs> nominated in um but obviously it wasn't the case because that's been a good game too but i think it, it was just, it was a shorter burst then um, Among Us, I think Among Us had the longer kind of, and it's still getting mm-hmm. longevity, whereas Fallout's like, I would say maybe four to six weeks of just chaos, which is what the game is. <laughs> um, and it was really, and I think it's, it was a, it's been a good time for indie games as well. They've really stood up with AAA titles, especially when you, we've needed our community. They've really helped bring people from I guess, different houses when we really needed to come together yeah. from different houses in, in a way that we haven't been. I think there was some, there was if buts, because I, as much as a fan of The Last of Us 2, I did personally feel like Ghost was a stronger story. However, I get it with The Last of Us 2, it makes sense. It touches on so many things. And I think I was unsure because of the first game having Ellie as a main character, but they built her so well and they tied in kind of, like, all the events, and they're really good at this, all the events that you feel like are kind of just layaway events, they bring back. Like Abby's dad being part of the medical team. Spoilers. So things like that are happening in the game. They bring it back really well, and I feel like it's it's really hard when it comes to storytelling and developing the game. And I know so much has happened on the back end, and there's so many so much news articles about them and that company. But some of the things like like you said, the accessibility, the different amount of stories they're telling within one game. There's quite a few stories jumping about and happening and making it. I mean, I thought in some bits it wasn't, but making it cohesive on the whole, I think it's really impressive. But I don't think it's a standard that can be continued. It's a lot. It sounds and it seems like a lot of work and and a lot of juggling and getting those performances out of the actors. And it's it's a lot, but it's deserving. I get it. Yeah. So there's, there's this big debate at the moment going on about games and the cost of games and how much they cost. Yeah. Obviously, games price-wise have roughly stayed the same roughly throughout mm-hmm. the years. Um, but the cost of making games is going up and up and up. So do we want to be paying more for games for these big, giant games? Or do we want to pay, pay paying the same price but then having smaller games instead? So there's, it, something has to give. E- either the production cost has, has to come down or the price of the game has to go up. Uh, it's one or the other. There's no way to make bigger games and, and have them cheap. There's no way it's, it's impossible. So, like, people have to understand these huge, massive games now with, with voice actors, special effects, and all this other stuff going on. They're going to cost more. It's just, it's just economics, you know. So, but people, I don't know if people are willing to pay that much more for their games. Mm. As a gamer, it's a trust issue. <laughs> it's like if I'm going to invest that much money into a game, yeah. I want to know that it's going to be good from from the get go. Yeah, and I think that doesn't always happen with games. We're 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 let down a lot, 
uh, or overpromised and underdelivered. And I think mm-hmm. that's a balance that with pricing, you have to just let people know. Like, just don't overpromise. Just <laughs> oh. <laughs> until that game is out. <laughs> So, you don't make any promises <laughs> with that side of things then the, the, yes then i would say the games need to come small become smaller yeah games don't need to be as big as that you, you don't need a 60 hour game for your money mm-hmm. you you want a, a good 20 hour game mm-hmm. or even less you know I, i'll be i would i personally i would be happier with that i'll be happier with a shorter game that has more wows per second be it the character design or the story or the graphics or the gameplay i just want to be entertained for this amount of time yeah Uh, i don't want to be dragged out for 60 hours and not be entertained i think games just need to be as long as they need to be and like there shouldn't be a goal of like it needs to be however many hours long or short it should just be we have this story to tell or we want this we want this experience to be felt um, and this is how long it will take to do that and i i don't think there's a problem with that and there is like you know there's people that like want 60 hours of gameplay for their money uh, but then you know does it uh, reduce the quality of it but mm. for me like there's longer games I've enjoyed and there's shorter games I've yeah. enjoyed and there's I can't I can't play every 60 hour game there's just not that many and it takes me like if a game's 60 hours that would probably take me 120 hours let's be real <laughs> so like I don't need every game to be 60 hours long and like, obviously there's some games that like two hours is just not enough. So it's just finding that balance and like really being confident in that your game only needs to take up the time, like, and having it in that space. I think that's just true across all mediums, yeah, film, yeah. TV shows, every like comic books, manga. It just needs to take up the amount of time it needs to take up. We don't need fillers. We don't like, <laughs> and, and the great thing with games is that you can always add DLC yeah i was thinking that too you know tell the story that needs to be told and 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 i think um it's actually something um annabelle from melanin gamers brought up earlier when we was in the green room was uh you know like dlc should be dessert Mm -hmm. so the main story should be able to be told within that time and then any extras can be can be uh optional so uh, obviously um spider-man came out uh miles morales And that's an extension of the original Spider-Man game mm-hmm. on PlayStation uh, 4. And I know a lot of people were upset. They were saying, oh, it's just the same game. But yeah. it, the best thing, it's not, though, is it? It's, it's a completely different storyline. It's a, a sequ- it's, it's a sequel to the original game. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were annoyed because they didn't feel it was enough of a sequel. But I, I think they're underestimating it and how powerful a game it is. I, the, what I've seen of the game, it's incre- looks incredible. Mm, I, what I've heard from people that are massive Spider <laughs> Spider-Man fans <laughs> and have played and watched literally everything um, is that like no, it deserves to be its own standalone. There is enough there. It is a story, like you said, it is a story in its own. I think that that needs to um, be respected uh, when it does come to stories. So uh, we're going to have to wrap up this segment here. So just on a final note. Uh, <laughs> sorry it's been a long day of talking my voice is like at its end <laughs> just to let you know that we do have the december gamepad poll now live which social video game did you spend the most time with this year uh, animal crossing fall guys among us minecraft or if there is something else you can let us know uh, in the comments on the poll itself that will get posted 
in chat and is shared across um, our social media and will be in the show notes. We're also creating a piece of Christmas artwork to go out over our Discord um, and Gamepad Online ticket holders on Christmas Day. So if you're in our Discord, let us know which character to include by the end of this live stream. So you have like 10 minutes. <laughs> go, 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 go. Uh, get your vote in if you don't want to miss out on choosing that. So yeah, and follow us on our Twitch channel here for more live streams to come, including our Last of Us Part 2 discussion with Mr. Midas. And that is on the December the 21st. Plus our next Gamepad Online uh, in the new year, January 16th. Um, if you are listening on the podcast, uh, we'll put everything in the show notes. And that's the end of uh, our final part uh, where we got to discuss across many different stories. Uh, if you are listening to this later on the podcast, there will be a new episode for each live stream set segment. Uh, so make sure you are subscribed and check the pod podcast feed for that where you can also see the previous segments. Thank you to all the guests that have joined us today. Um, a massive thank you to everyone behind the scenes and making sure that today run as smoothly as possible. Um, and thank I you for everyone. <laughs> yeah, with, with all the um, technical hiccup, I feel like everyone sort of come together and and made it as as seamless as possible considering and thank you to all of you that have been watching us today and I, i've noticed a lot of you have stuck around for the whole thing so um thank you very much hope you really enjoyed it hope you got some value out of it and if not some entertainment <laughs> <laughs> and some knowledge about bread yeah all about the bread yeah <laughs> but yeah no thank you for everyone and uh, like Tazzy said, the people behind the scenes um, making this work, uh, Ben and Joanne, uh, helping everyone transition smoothly from segment to segment. Thank you very much. This is our, well, it's not our first live stream, it's our first podcast live stream. So um, it's been a good uh, experience with this like new format. Uh, what do you think, Tazzy? Um, I really like it. I really look forward to doing uh, more live podcasts in the future and definitely look forward to next year's roundup in terms of like live stream podcasts our next one as we mentioned is going to be on december the 21st with mr midas where we will be talking about the last of us part two uh which just won game of the year and has a lot of discussion around it um like alan said i'm looking forward to talking about the game story and the discussion around it because i think both are very interesting mm -hmm. so we'll be break breaking that down I cannot um, wait to finish this game and be able to join in discussions about because there's just things that have been said that I that I feel like I can comment on from other things, but not specifically from The Last of Us that have been brought right. up. And yeah. I'm like, um, no, you need to know about these specific. So I can't, yeah, so I can't wait so I can chime in and, and I like I don't think my opinion is going to change, and okay. I, I like want to be able to have The Last of Us specifically information that can be like this is why cool. yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and i know there's people in the chat uh, who had some things to say so yeah definitely follow us uh, so you can be part of that discussion when we have it later this month uh, we also have a, a few other episodes happening um, i mentioned full metal alchemist our discussion with trista bites 
on the whole series. Uh, we covered as much as we could in that time, but that's going to be out this Thursday. I don't know what this Thursday date is, but this Thursday um, <laughs> is coming out uh, as our December or something. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking something or, or, or thereabouts, um, something like that. Uh, so that's going to be next. Uh, and then we've got a few like interviews. Um, we've got the audio version of uh, this live stream and a best of the year podcast. So we're going to put together some of the best discussion, um, some funny bits, some bloopers as well. There have been some bloopers into one episode that you can have uh, uh, in your ears on, I think that's going out on Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, if you're subscribed, you'll get that. I will also be doing uh, episodes up until, well, this month, and then we'll be taking a recording break over January. So this is going to be the end of season two of the podcast. And then um, we'll be starting up again in February with season three. We'll be bringing back uh, some of the guests you've seen, some new guests, and yeah, just continue talking about stories across pop culture. So even though we're not recording um, across the podcast across January, we do have some stuff uh, to come with Gamepad. Tazzy, let us know about that. Yeah, so we do have our next Gamepad event, which will be on Saturday the 16th of January, hosted by myself and sponsored by N2 Games and the Digital Institute London. We have a friendly fire competition um, across Swim Sanity, Brawlhalla, Rocket League, plus interviews with video game professionals. Um, we're also launching our Gamepad membership for access to all of those activities, plus exclusive content and activities to come in 2021. Yeah, so what we want to do with the membership is um, really... Like this year, obviously, uh, we've said it many times, um, there's been some negative things, but I will say there's been some opportunities. And I think one of the opportunities is for us to do more online. So we're going to keep doing that. But another opportunity is for us to do more with Gamepad as a platform for building the community, as well as uh, providing opportunities uh, for young people, uh, particularly young people from underrepresented groups in the games industry. Uh, to give them more awareness and roots into the industry. So to be able to kind of like build that and sustain that, we are bringing this membership uh, together. So it's going to be launching proper in the new year, so in January. And at the moment, you can get um, notifications or you can register to get notifications for half price membership when we do go live with that. So we're going to have uh, game nights, quiz nights, um, interviews, uh, panels which uh, members will be able to join live uh, we've got plans for uh, shows as well exclusive for uh, members and discounts off uh, my matter merchandise for members so that is all to come outside of gaming uh, we are working on our next manga serious through the fog which we spoke about earlier in the first hour uh, of this stream with the my matter team so we are working on that as we speak so i'm writing it We've got some character designs, which I'll uh, be sharing on our social. And then once it's all written and ready to go, uh, Penelope's going to start doing her magic with the artwork. And then that's going to be ready in the new year. So that's going to go out uh, to our Kickstarter backers because we kickstarted that. And then that has allowed us to be able to send free digital copies to some of the youth organizations that we work with, just because it's a story about essentially about resilience um specifically in times like this so uh something i wanted to make sure uh gets sent out 
And um, yeah, 2021, I think, is going to be a return to physical events. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, f- fingers um, crossed. So Everything crossed. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I want to see people. I want to see everyone's faces. And like, like Annabelle said earlier on, just geek out and like... Oh, that that yeah. magic that happens when you bump into someone and you find out you have the same fandom you've never met before and suddenly you're best friends. <laughs> mm. No, definitely. Yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things where you you appreciate something when you when you don't have it, and we have not had that at all. So, yeah, when it comes back, I think it will come back different. It will come back new, but I think yeah, people will appreciate that. So that does mean when it's safe to do so, and when we're able to, we'll have some kind of return to physical gamepad events alongside um the online experience and then also actually no i can't even there's something we've got like a we've got a campaign that we're working on but i don't want to give too much away partly because i'm still working on those plans but um yeah (laughs) hopefully that will tie into uh, a return to physical events so um yeah please do follow us on twitch we have a mailing list where you can get all these updates once we do have plans that we can share. And in terms of the podcast, uh, please do stay tuned. Like I say, we've got more episodes uh, coming, but just in general, uh, we have more episodes this year. Uh, and when we start again for season three in February 2021, those will be creator interviews. We have video game discussions and just generally deep dives into stories across pop culture. So our email address, if anyone wants to give feedback on the podcast um, and, you know, Twitch live stream is too immediate for you, you can send us an email <laughs> at feedback at mymatter.com and you can check out the website to listen to the podcast and subscribe to future episodes. That is mymatter.com forward slash story x story. That is our live stream and that is it. Um, So until next time, everyone, uh, stay tuned, stay safe, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, yes. We will see you soon, live stream, future event, anything like that. So take care, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Bye.